I do want to just state before we get the Every show started. <laughs> Wait, this one's important though. Yeah. So obviously everyone knows that last week we had uh, Dave Lynch on the podcast. Which is very good fun. That's what we're getting to. Yeah. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know yet, um, shortly after we finished recording, <laughs> Dave got hit by a car. <laughs> I laughed to cope with the, he, yeah it's an LOL to cope yeah. with grief yes. yeah the, the funeral was really awkward Sebastian yeah. just stitches for the whole thing I know yeah but hey I was I there know, I was cracking up when I was giving the speech it was like I was doing stand up comedy yeah which you were, is actually kind of fitting yeah very yeah. fitting yeah he would love that it was like yeah. you were roasting him yeah, yeah it was beautiful um, but we love you Dave but thanks for uh, yeah. being on the podcast thanks <laughs> for being the last thing you ever did <laughs> have a good one man well now you guys know that Sebastian never knows what I'm going to say at the beginning of this like, yeah I just guessed I think that's, that's the first time you ever laughed <laughs> anyhow but a good fake laugh that good. was a good fake laugh it was fake yeah ouch really yeah. well well no I'm sorry not all the bit when I was like oh sorry right yeah. I thought you meant when I said he got hit by a car like that laugh was fake like okay cool thanks for that no, no, no. <laughs> imagine a comedy gig and someone coming up being like what do you think of my fake laugh like what do you mean like during your said I was like fake <laughs> laughing oh I, I thought it was real you found out I was just fake laughing at everything oh my god all, all, all my life I've just been fake laughing at everything because I'm actually a psychopath oh my god <laughs> but I like the idea of like you saying in a really polite way like oh, what do you think of my fake laugh do you think it's good like oh uh... great set man no, what do you think of my fake laugh <laughs> yeah like okay, yeah no it's really good yeah um, I totally believe you thanks <laughs> anyhow but yeah. back to basics back to back to Lynn Sebastian yep. today we are reviewing the 30 oh and also welcome to Lynn Sebastian have a Simpsons podcast yeah welcome <laughs> to just us two just us two again yeah and for, yeah, the first one of the 34th season, exactly. And this is the podcast that myself and Sebastian do as part of our community service order. Yeah. This is like a deed that we fulfill, you know, it's, it's probably a good service for the people. Yeah. But today we're reviewing One Angry Lisa, the second episode of the 34th season, and let's jump into it. So we have another great couch gag in this one, another very experimental oh, one. Really, really yeah, good, it yeah. Went for a while as well. It went on very long. I guess one of those ones that's so visual that there's only so much justice I can give by describing it, but basically the family get trapped in a vortex created by their carpet and they're sorting around in circles, they're trying to escape and they eventually get out and return to the couch. But the way they do it in the animation style is very unique and uh, yeah, really wonderful. It's animated by Bill Plimpton, who is actually a really old animator that Matt Groening is a huge fan of. Discovered him much later on in his career and he's done multiple couch gags for the show right and uh yeah i wouldn't say this is his best one but it's it's up there i thought he was going to be like a uh another youtube another youtuber no this guy this guy is i say he started animating in like the 70s this guy's old school yeah this is someone that mac rain's a big fan of he also designed the dvd cover for the 19th season of the simpsons and it's definitely my favorite one it's just so creative and, and different yeah his, his style is just so unique like you know no one else does it like him so yeah super cool couch gag you just look up bill plimpton simpsons or couch gag on youtube you'll see all of his couch gags he's probably done like eight maybe ten and it, it's a great rabbit hole to go down there they're super fun but yeah going into the episode we opened up on a commercial so basically into the main plot straight away we get a commercial per, for pedal saying that uh, this year you should get your wife the present you think she wants 
and uh, the husband goes to the wife, I like when you have a regime. And he gets his wife a pedalon. Obviously, it's like Peloton. It's a, you know, a fitness bike. He gets her one where he can control the settings and he puts the speed all the way up and the f- he puts on full vertical recline. And the mom just, or the wife just goes, I'm back to my sixth grade weight. And just cuts to a year later and she's the happiest she's ever been. And Marriage and Homer watching this and Marriage goes, uh, that that would be a great gift for her, seeing as she doesn't get out of the house very often. But Homer thinks she should... An exercise bike? Why would you want that instead of getting locked into a gym membership you could never use and can't cancel? Definitely relate to that. Yeah. I, I, I'm happy to have my gym contract. It's nice to go to the gym, but I find it so annoying when you sign a contract. It's just, oh, you have to pay the subscription every month for a year, no matter what. Like, even yeah. if, I, if I move tomorrow, I still have to pay this That's up until worst, a yeah. certain point. Yeah, it's so annoying. This, this, the way they trap you into that contract, like... But she walks away and Homer vows to get her to pedal on as well as whatever else pops up on the screen. We just get a car, a yacht, a giraffe, and Michelangelo's David. And you all have a little bow wrapped around it. He just jumps at the TV and like, shut up, shut up. <laughs> he goes to buy the pedal on. He gets the starter model for $1,500. And the, the guy working there also adds classes for $60. Matching water bottle for $25 and workout shoes for $125. And I think was... <laughs> we also missed um, the most like Marge thing ever, mm. which is when she was like crying and leaving the room. Yeah, uh, she comes back just to put a coaster on Homer's belly. Oh, actually, I actually yeah. didn't, didn't catch that. Yeah, that's great. That is very marriage. Yeah, because the whole time in that scene, he's like, <laughs> it looks like gross. Bal- actually, a beer on his belly. Yeah, it's, it's like moving up and down. <laughs> I love even a coaster on. That's great, <laughs> but yeah, and Homer's like, yeah, fine, I'll take the shoes. And the guy is like, the locks are regular. They are regular. It's extra for regular. <laughs> he, he, we go back to the house. He goes to set the, the pedal on while Marge is asleep. And he's like, time for the birthday elf to work his magic. And he falls down the stairs. And he struggles to get the box into the door. And he's like, oh, I shouldn't have had the livery, guys. I, sh- I should have told the livery guys uh, that I had it from here. They cut to a few hours earlier. They're like bringing the box and they're like halfway in, like towards the house and he's like I got it from here guys and he tries to grab the box and immediately keels over and falls to the floor he's, he tries to help they, they try to help him he goes it, it's okay I, I got me from here just crawling back into the house when cut to Homer trying to set it up he's following a tutorial on YouTube and it's like okay first get your $10,000 flexible electric screwdriver like wait what he skips ahead like this bit's complicated skips ahead incredibly difficult <laughs> skips ahead now you've opened the box he goes to set up on his own and somehow traps himself in the bike then Bar comes through and he's like hey, boy help me out he just takes his wallet and flees and falls asleep <laughs> like literally he's inside the bike somehow time is faded and Bar comes back and he's still in his pajamas but he has like an itchy and scratchy land hat and like a bunch of memorabilia he's like love you dad and gives him the wallet back then Homer wakes up again and Marge has just set up the whole bike and uh thanks him and he's like oh at least let me add the finishing touches and he just adds a little little license plate that says love from homer and it, it falls on the floor and bursts the pipe <laughs> and he's like oh i got this he's like that's enough then marriage goes to do her first session and she has to pick, pick an instructor she breezes right past mole man jasper the old jewish man it's ridiculous people to have their own online fitness courses and she picks a lovely handsome muscular blonde guy named jesse Voiced by, voiced by Hank Azaria. I don't know. Oh yeah, no, it's Hank Azaria. I don't even know if he was a guest there. No, it's definitely Hank Azaria who 
is Mo and a bunch of other. So no guest star in this episode. No, I I guess the judge is kind of a guest star. She's she's on the show before, but she's not a main voice actress. It's Jane Kaczmarek who was the mom in Mouth in the Middle. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's meant to be like Judge Judy. Oh yeah, clearly Judge Judy parody exactly. But yeah, we'll get to her soon. But yeah, no, the 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 instructor was just Hank Azaria. I think always does a great job playing like kind of douchey characters who are very full of themselves. He he does that really well. He's got range. Oh, he's such a great voice actor. Yeah, the fact that I didn't know it was him. Of course, yeah, yeah, totally. Like that guy, the guy voicing Jesse, also does. He's not Homer, he's not Clasinetta, but he's sorry. he's Mo, yeah. comic book guy, Duffman, Super Tenor Chalmers, like, Professor Frank. Like, you can't distinguish those voices. Like, he's such a talented voice actor. But yeah, he, he greets all his trainers, except for Hoover, as her card decline, the repo men are on their way, and they wheel, they wheel out the pedal on with her still on it. And uh, as, as they do an imaginary cycle through, like, a re- gorgeous Greenland, he eggs on all of the people who are too afraid to go to the gym and then marriage runs out of breath and she's and, and jesse's like you can do mrs Marge simpson also before that she's like entering oh what what, what like what will i call my my username and she just goes with boring mrs Marge simpson uh and, she, and marriage is like wait you're, you're talking to me he's like yes i am and i believe in you and he winks at her and marriage is like immediately smitten she just starts getting really into it and she's like wow a positive engagement online i didn't even know that could happen right alexa we go to Alexa she's like I'm on my break she's like just smoking like a digital cigarette <laughs> and then Lisa comes in saying that they have a lot of mail but Marge is taking no notice she's too involved in their training mm-hmm. session we just see a bunch of mail one says short notice another says file notice another one says we can cut off your electricity and the final one is Lester and Lisa's name and she strolls off Marriage's session finishes and Jesse's like to quote a personal hero of mine Mr. Nelson Mandela it always seems impossible until it is done I prefer to believe that he was talking about riding a bike in your living room. Peace out! He walks off and you see the seat of the bike is just stuck to his ass. Mm. <laughs> we cut into the kitchen. Lisa sees the letter is for jury duty. For her jury, jury, jury duty. And Grandpa's like, Oh, just don't go. The last thing someone wants at my age is to be trapped inside a wooden box. And she says it was surely meant for an early Lisa Simpson. But it says that throwing it away could result in six months in prison. She has like a little daydream that she's in prison and Lunch Lady Doris serves her gruel. And she's like, is it vegan? It's like, are you kidding me? This is prison. It's vegetarian. And they all laugh. And she realizes that she she definitely has to go to this. Then Homer comes home. And he's like, hey Marge, you got the Triple H. Homer home and hungry. And she says she can't talk as uh, Jesse is freestyling. And he's doing a really cringe like Hamilton parody where he's like, It's only the first inning. Heart beating. No retreating. Time. It is fleeting. When are we eating? 6 p.m. No cheating. I'm Hamilton on a bike. Hamilton on a bike, y'all. You drop the Albies while I drop the mic, y'all. <laughs> yeah. My marriage goes all the way up on the leaderboards. And um, Jesse just goes, that is one beauteous gluteus. And Homer says she's getting in, into a cult. And Marge is like, it's not a cult. It's just a bunch of people trying to better themselves by paying money and worshipping a charismatic leader. He then pulls the plug, but it all stays on. And Jesse's like, a reminder that Pedalon is charger controlled. And Homer's like, oh, stupid Peloton. I, I mean, Pedalon. You know what I meant. And then uh, t- time passes a little bit. We can see that Marge is getting fitter. She's super into this Pedalon. And we see that Marge... Jay, what are you doing? Sorry, I'm, I'm getting... Um, <laughs> I'm actually... I'm not just going on my phone. I'm getting Seb's classic up. 
I know, yeah. I had a feeling. I was just like, I saw you furiously scrolling. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. this is so distracting. <laughs> we got to get a video. I didn't want you to think that I was like, just on my phone during the podcast. <laughs> furiously swiping. I'm like, what is going on? Else other than the podcast. No, I knew it was podcast related. It was just, <laughs> what is all the furious scrolling about? <laughs> but uh, yeah, she's getting really fit. Homer comes in and sees that she's changed her username to Marriage in Charge. And he's like, what happened to Mrs. Marriage Simpson? And she's like, I needed a change. He sees that all of her gear now is all pedalon related and she's also dressed up as a little helper, which I actually thought was really cute. And uh, he's actually to grow really concerned. We then cut to Lisa going to a prospective jeweler room and she approaches a police officer and says she's not meant to be here. And the police officer's like, oh, I hate when people do this. I, I hate cops. Do you like cops too much you're secretly an eight-year-old like, no i really am eight i'm sure like, ma'am you're being non-responsive like, okay no way an eight-year-old would know a big word like that now get in there mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't cut to marriage and homer in bed and marriage is like pedaling in her sleep and homer wakes her up and she's like oh jesse always says the only workout wasted is the one you didn't do you brought jesse to the bedroom like, Oh, don't be jealous. I mean, sure, I pay Jesse and spend every waking moment with him, but I'm married to you, Jesse. D- uh, Homer. D- I'm married to Homer. And she's like, okay, let's go back to sleep. And she like puts like a little spray, a little scent on her pillow. And like, Marriage, what is that? Like, uh, it's Pedlon Sweet Dreams by Jesse. Like, okay, I go into Moe's. The only workout we do there is lifting the mug. And even sometimes Moe does that for us. But he cuts over Moe's and Mo is indeed pouring the beer to a spell for him. He's being like a supportive mother. <laughs> One of my therapists. He's like, okay, that boy. There we go. Just five more to go. <laughs> and Lenny's like, what's wrong, Homer? It's Tuesday and you're drinking like it's a Thursday. <laughs> so good. Every bit of Moe's was my favorite bit of the episode. Mm-hmm. Just dialogue Absolutely. heavy. Uh, gag heavy. Just so good. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I have nothing to go home to other than my incredibly fit wife. And he's like, oh, don't worry about those pedal-on trainers. They're miserable in real life. Well, let's see how much they make. He Googles it. It's like, 500,000? And then he's like, or Carol is like, oh, geez, I wish I was a pedal-on trainer. And then Mo's like, oh, same, but without the bike riding and the motivation. I'm not allowed online unless I got a dot over my face. He puts a dot over his face. And then he's like, whoa, that's improving. It'll be hard to go back from the dot. <laughs> he takes it off and he's like, but just for that, you're getting the close-up lights. He puts the close-up light in his face. It's just absolutely horrifying. And he's screaming, like, make it stop. And Lovejoy, Kirk, and a bunch of other husbands, like, overhear this conversation. And they're like, okay, are you talking about Jesse? And we find out that they all abhor him. And Carol stands up and goes, you should be happy for your wives. They found a healthy hobby. I am ashamed to be drinking till 2 a.m. with you guys. <laughs> or getting wasted till 2 a.m. with you guys. Um... We didn't cut to court. Uh, they, they're they picking the final jury. Uh, Judge Constant Harum comes in, who I mentioned is voiced by Jane Kismerick, who people know best for Lois. And that's in the middle. She's played this character several times. This is her first time playing the character in ages, so it was cool to see her come back. It's usually Judge Schneider, who would have been voiced, the big black judge, who would have been voiced by yeah. Harry Shearer in the past. It was cool to have her back, mix things up a bit. Uh, she- I do miss him. I miss maybe he, yeah. he he'd be back. Obviously, he wouldn't be voiced sure. by Harry Shearer anymore, but I'm sure we'll see him again. But it was cool to have to have her back. Uh, probably Kevin Michael Richardson, I imagine, would make sense to voice him because he has a really deep, like husky voice. Yeah. He, he'd do it well. But uh, Marge is like, oh, she seems like an, an understanding judge. I'm sure she won't make me say in the jury. And she just takes out like a little toy hangman and hangs it, and it, like it goes red <laughs> as it's being hung. And she's like, this is a little Christmas gift. 
And Lindsay Nagel like leans over to Ken Brockman and she's like, you know, if, if you can get me out of this, I'll go for a coffee with you. And Ken Brockman immediately stands up and is like, let me excuse. As a newscaster, I've seen too many horrid things. I can't be biased. And the judge is like, well, what about her? And, well, she's my plus one. Was like, any objections to losing these jurors? And of course, the the lawyer is Gil, who is always great as the lawyer. Yeah. And he's like, oh, they're the only ones that I like. Nice <laughs> to see him again. Yeah, yeah, great to see him again. Yeah, he had a major role in the last two episodes, surprisingly. Yeah. A more kind of minor character. It was cool to see him. He wasn't in this episode as much as the last one, but I actually preferred no. his role in this episode. Yeah, same, I think. He had more going on. More, more kind of interesting what was going on with him. But he's like, yeah, they're the only ones I like. And we see the... What do you call those people? The people like, who had to type everything up in court. We see she's typing that. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa don't type that. Which my um, dad used to do. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know Back that. Day, yeah. Oh, wow. What do you call that? I don't even know. That's like a court... Typist or something. Yeah, like like, like, like a court, court record. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, something like that. That's so cool. Well, how long did he do like it for? It wasn't like a major thing. It was just one of his like first jobs when he was younger. Like God. Because you... obviously... There's so many court cases in a day. Of course. Court, like, so... Yeah. yeah. It was... I don't think it was anything that major. Yeah, sure. He would have done, like, super minor court cases and stuff yeah. like that. It must have been hard, though. Was it, was, like... Your dad's really old. Was it, like, a typewriter or something back then? It would have been a typewriter, yeah. Really? I, I was so, joking yeah. about your dad's really old. I, I, think <laughs> I was actually been, correct. They would have been using it... No, it was... He would have been, like... It would have been probably, like... 19 like maybe 85 or okay so yeah computers actually weren't around okay fair enough jeez was he a good typer i mean surely you'd have to be for a job yeah, like he, that he must be yeah, he, he must be a furious typer yeah. yeah jeez that's so interesting i'm reading misery at the moment the stephen king novel yeah one of my you've seen the movie obviously yeah. yeah have you read the novel yeah i read the book yeah. oh yeah great yeah, book yeah, yeah. yeah really great book but because i'm not his biggest fan but that one i like <sighs> really i love yeah. stephen king man i've read like since I started second in during the lockdown, probably read like five or six books by him now, and I love all. I think he's a sensational writer. Um, Stephen Prince. Don't know who that is. Does he write similar stuff? Oh, you're just being stupid. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! I've read Stephen Princess, Stephanie Princess, but <laughs> alternate universe. But Stephanie th- Queen would be his like. Stephanie Queen, yeah, would be his his yeah, his alter ego <laughs> at night. He, he's a writer by day, uh, a stripper by night. <laughs> but what was I gonna say? That the whole thing of like he's 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 like writing that book for Annie Wilkes, but they like they keep like losing letters, so he like has to like try and remember what the letters are, mm-hmm. which is just like the little type button without the letter on it. Like that, that the whole imagery of that is so unsettling it's like stressful they showed oh, yeah. a bit in the movie but it's conveyed so much more like intensely in the book obviously i just love how deep they get into it but yeah it stresses me out but there's something nice about the idea of a typewriter there's something so romantic about it yeah you i know. mean it's so satisfying yeah of course like yeah but I mean, the computers are obviously easier though it's definitely well, a... see the annoying thing is you can't erase can you not of course yeah, you just have to start over don't you but i think it's a spelling because error because you could never thought about that obviously like really careful yeah yeah you're making sure every word is correct whereas now i would like i'll type i'll type a whole paragraph and then realize (laughs) we're so used to mistakes because it's so easy for us to yeah yeah of course them it's like they know that a mistake will fuck the whole page up so yeah careful isn't that weird how it works yeah yeah you're you're more conscious yeah that's so that's so true jeez but anyhow yeah gil is the lawyer and uh yeah so so ken brockman lindsey nagel exit and uh there's this allowed to leave immediately. It's like, okay, that's fine. Get, get out of here. And Lisa's like, 
this is such a weird jury. What the hell's going on here? Um, it, it, it makes no sense. And, and in fact, Tony just goes, You're telling me I'm on this jury while I am simultaneously in prison. I love how they got Joe Manchin to come in just for one line, but like it was a great line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I loved it. We then cut back to marriage exercising again. Jesse is praising someone called Wine Mom No More. And Marge is like, Oh, good for you. He said your name. Like, good stuff, Marriage and Cherish. Like, oh, that's me. That's me. And uh, he takes Marriage to the lounge room and says he's been watching her and wants to invite her on a private one on one session. She's like, at your place? Like, no, 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 on our bikes in an imaginary landscape where we're comfortable. My motives are pure here. And while he's pitching this, there's like all of these like fake landscapes coming up in the background and one of them was Futurama. Which I, which I, I like. You didn't cop it? No, no it was really the, the spaceship from right, Futurama. Yeah, yeah. You can see Fry and Leela in it as well. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Easter egg. Yeah, yeah, it's totally great Easter egg. But, I mean, I, I, I liked how fair they went with it, don't get me wrong, but I did find it really unsettling when marriage went at your place. Like she was just so willing to go to his place immediately. I was like, oh, jeez, okay. <laughs> yeah. But she agrees to do the private session just immediately, without hesitation, pays $299. And Maggie watches this yeah, honestly, in anger. really just betrays us in this episode. Oh, yeah, 100%. I, like, I was but... actually shocked. Yeah. Because we've never seen her that close to cheating no I guess the closest one would have been in season one when she's dating that bowling yeah. instructor yeah yeah I remember that. I guess with him like we do she's literally with him in person but I do feel like with Jesse's a lot more lustful because he's like way younger than her and everything yeah. like it's quite weird yeah but honestly I, I liked how far they went with it but yeah I feel I mean, it, it, it reminded me of just what you were saying about why you like marriages sort of like mini arc in season 33 just like how they really went full hog with having her be a bit more independent Definitely, and being yeah. a bit more vicious and stuff like that. And I think this this episode kind of encapsulates on that it's even further. Yeah, yeah. Marge is always comfort, but now she's like... Yeah, yeah, she's getting a bit more ruthless. Like, yeah. I mean, for this whole episode, she's like totally indifferent to Homer in a way that like as an audience member stings because I love Homer and I obviously, yeah. you know what I mean? But yeah, definitely serves as an interesting conflict. Uh, but yeah, Maggie's watching all of this in anger. And she's Marge's like, if you've got something to say, just say it. And she takes off her pacifier and she's about to say something and Marge just puts it back in. We then cut back to court. The blue-haired lawyer is is uh, judging Wiggum's photo on his phone of the dead body as misuse of his authority. And Wiggum just goes, oh, but you see the way there's a pool of blood and you can see the full moon reflecting off of it? And that was with the iPhone 10, not even a good one. <laughs> and then Cleo's is sitting beside Lisa and just goes, this is the longest Judge Judy I've ever seen. And Lisa's like, this is not Judge Judy, and we are not a studio audience. And Judge Harm just goes, and little jurors should be seen and not heard. And this giant applause sign goes off, they all start cheering. We then cut back to marriage, she begins her private session, and she's like lighting several pe- petal on candles. And Jesse takes her for a ride through uh, China, where you get to see Bitcoin moins, Bitcoin moins, Bitcoin moins, <laughs> Bitcoin moins, uh, experience the the child slavery of uh, create creating smartphones and romance. And Homer is walking into the house holding flowers. He's like preparing a speech for her. He's been like, and there's uh, the little on the the wall of China. Yeah, um, there's like a sign. You probably saw it. It said like nearest McDonald's. Oh, two meters, miles away, or something. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, yeah, <laughs> the Great Wall of China. Like, of course, there's a McDonald's nearby. I remember going to this place in Prague, and it was like this gorgeous, like 
old fashioned, like clearly just untouched by history, you know, probably as old as the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Gorgeous like wood and architecture and stones and everything. So beautiful and you're like you're taking photos and you're taking it all in, like all oh, feels like you're in a different world. And just midway into it, Starbucks. Brilliant. I'm like, okay, cool, yeah. thanks for ruining that experience. Franchise like they choose to open up places and like the most this the the spots that would ruin architecture yeah of course they know they can they know they'll get business i get i mean there was a queue going going out the door for it like it was like this is just so upsetting like like, you're just ruining a beautiful piece of history here i understand though because starbucks isn't even that good starbucks is the most overrated coffee franchise in the world the only good thing about it is it's so customizable but i would feel like shit customizing my coffee like that totally yeah i'm not one of them anyway i just get no Oh, well, well, that's the these thing. coffee people anyway. I'll just get you know standard black. No, I get like a flat white or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I will admit that I've been getting hazelnut syrup in my coffee recently. That's and even, fine. even asking, for, I it is fine. But even for that, I, I kind of feel like a douchebag asking for it. So I used to just go medium latte, please. Whereas now I'm going, can I get a medium latte with hazelnut syrup? You know, <laughs> skinny. Just, yeah, yeah. It's like a slightly more complicated order. But, but I am. Um... But that's the thing is that we both are pretty basic coffee drinkers, and yeah. if, if that's your preference, Starbucks is not for you because right. a regular latte at Starbucks it sucks. It's not but good coffee. I wouldn't even like. It's I, like charcoal. I, I love the thing is I love coffee. Yeah. So like, I get a standard flat white, but I like going to like the different cafe. coffee shops. Yeah. And trying like really really nice coffee. Mm, different not, brews not nice, and stuff like, like that. It's customizable with syrups. Nice like the beans are so well. Yeah, made. they're made with love and the baristas yeah. care and stuff like that. Totally. Yeah, it's just not good coffee. It's weird. it's a cafe. The main thing they, they do is coffee. But if you're a genuine coffee fan, it's not the franchise for you. You should yeah. be someone who wants, like, you know, a frappe or a freaking milkshake that happens to have caffeine in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, obviously, if they want to sponsor us, I love Starbucks. <laughs> but for now, I'm not a fan. <laughs> but yeah, just kill the architecture. But yeah, Homer is coming into the house. He's, like, preparing a speech for marriage. He's, like, holding flowers. He's like, Marge, I know we've had a tough few weeks. But I'm really going to make an effort to be good till you're not mad. Then I'll go back to the way I was. Which, you know, I got I got the confidence. I got that Homer wanted to win her back. But like, he did nothing wrong. He had no reason to apologize to her. Yeah. He did literally nothing wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? He got her the bike. Yeah. And she's just romanticizing over this trainer. Like, what did he do? Or think go to Moe's. But he does that anyway. In a way, Homer has been slightly manipulated. Yeah, yeah, because totally. He, he feels like he's done something wrong when he hasn't. That's a really good point. I don't even know that was at their intentions. Probably but not. But yeah. She did, like, low-key gaslight him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus, that's so true. But she didn't realise. No, no, but I, I would say most people who gaslight don't know that they're true, doing yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah, she actually does, but definitely not intentional. But yeah, he comes in with the roses and he just sees the private session happening. Like, it's dark with all the candles. And he's just going, like, Jesse's just going, feel the burn, feel you, feel me. And he just rolls his eyes and leaves. Fair enough. We go back back to him and Moe's. He's like, okay, let's take him down. And Moe's like, you don't have to be more specific, Homer. We hate a lot of guys. And Kirk goes, oh, I know who he's talking about. Jesse. If me and my wife had sex, she'd be thinking about him. And then Lojoy offers to give him his address. He's like, how do you have that? He's like, remember when I said that the church can't save information? Well, we can. Google bought us last year. And he airdrops in the address. We didn't come back to court. Uh, Gil saying that he hopes that he can find it in that they can find it in their hearts to plead guilty. <laughs> this is one of my favorite this whole episode. <laughs> and then Judge Harris just goes, "You're the not guilty guy." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he looks at his hand and it's, it just says guilty. And he's like, "Wait, what?" And he sees the other hand says not. Nah. Like, oh no. <laughs> and uh, 
he, he storms out like damn it and Lisa asks if she can intervene and Joe Sharon is like well that's highly irregular but I'm bored so I'll allow it he's like I think you're guilty of negligence rashness and playing wordle on the bailiff's bench and she's like oh that's what it was bench and she's like juror 11 you're out you're not fit to be a juror and she, she storms off and she's like now the crazy cat lady will be the forewoman and honestly I think Tris McNeil who voices the crazy cat lady her Best performance of the cat, cat lady. It's just a little really? monologue here. It yeah, was just so good, yeah. Take a vote. No, too soon. Take a vote. She never has like a whole monologue. We don't see her very often. No, yeah. this is definitely the most she's ever speaking as the crazy cat lady. Like, I mean, there is an episode you probably haven't seen in the 18th season. Great episode called Springfield Up. It's like a parody of those documentaries where they like follow follow someone as they're a kid and you see them growing up you know like one of those documentaries it's yeah. basically just different people across Springfield and then there's like this one woman that we follow throughout the episode we don't know who she is but she's like really ambitious she wants to become a lawyer and obviously you know where I'm going with this and the twist is that she was the crazy cat lady yeah. so that's the most we ever get of her character it's a very fascinating arc what they did with her it was super cool but a tragic also very tragic yeah, as you can imagine yeah but for people who haven't seen the episode I mean a prime example of just solid layer season Simpsons Springfield up Great episode. The the documentarian is voiced by Eric Idle as well. He does a great job. And, and, and then Lisa storms off and Judge Harren just goes, that leaves 11 jurors, so it's a mistrial. The 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 client can go free. She just goes, ah, oh, come on. I, I enjoyed the side story. The one thing I will say is I would have liked if we actually knew what the case was. Yeah. Because we're like, we're getting like vague little information, but we don't know enough, like... There was a, a dead body that Chief Wiggum took a photo of. We can see the guilds representing Herman. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing, and maybe it would make sense if he killed someone. I'm guessing the he's being accused of murdering someone. Like that's the idea I got. But I would have liked that they actually gave us more details on what the case is exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. But it was a, a fun side story for what little we had of it. Even though the episode was called One Angry Lisa, which would make you think that it's the main plot, but. You know, it's, this plot's way more substantial. Yeah, the Jesse it, one. It's it's weird that it's not really about Lisa. No, no, this is definitely. I would say seventy five percent the Pedalon story, twenty five percent the yeah the court case story. Yeah, but yeah, the, the Homer goes to Jesse's house. He he starts fighting him while Marge and multiple other people are having their private session, and Jesse starts strangling him. And he's like, "Remember when you're strangling? Don't just use your hands. Work that core." Marge runs off to save him she takes Lisa's bike and she rides through a skate park you see she obviously has really really good uh, cycling skills from all the time she spent on the, on the pedal on and Milhouse and Bart see her and Milhouse is like wait is that your mom and Bart's like well she'd never do something that cool and she's like behold my sex I'm like well that's not your mom she stole her catchphrase she then arrives at Jesse's house at uh, New Money Acres and she breaks up their fight and she sees that the, the, there's other riders on the private on the private session, she's like, you said it was a private ride. Like, you obviously didn't read the terms and conditions. And she starts kicking him. Again, a great example of you saying, you know, marriage being a bit more independent and rootless. And she's like, I'm so sick of men telling me what I should do. And he just goes, engage your core. Shut up. She, <coughs> she kicks him over the Great Wall of China. We see him, like, fall off all the walls. And then we cut to him, he's just on the floor in, like, his little green room space. I like the little animation there. Yeah. That was done really well. And then Homer goes, thanks for saving me when I was supposed to be saving you. He's like, it's okay, let's go home. And they, they cycle home and they start singing Just the Two of Us. It was a little cringe, but it was sweet. It was nice. Yeah, yeah, it was sweet. And on the bike ride home, they pass Lisa. She's like, is that my bike? 
And uh, we also see Kirk burning down a Pedalon building. And we just see a sign up on it saying, going out of business. We get our final little tag before the episode ends. We see Jesse is now just working as a, a regular retail clerk at a Pedalon store. Lizzie Nagel comes in again. And she's like, I'd like to buy a bike. And Gil interrupts immediately. And he's the manager of this place now. And he's like, uh, I'll take you from here. And he just, he just sighs. Jesse just sighs. He's like, I used to make 500000 I think they connect that really well. It was like Gil lost his job as a lawyer because obviously because he sucked, and then yeah. Jesse lost his job as a pedal instructor. I liked it, but yeah, that concludes the episode. Yeah, yeah. Final feelings, summaries, all that good shit. So I liked this episode. Yeah, and it made me realize there's a pattern with The Simpsons now. Where yeah, they'll either make an episode that's really out there. Mm. and different mm. or they'll try and do a very grounded episode and this yeah. was a very grounded episode totally it's a classic like what you expect in the Simpsons kind of story yeah and, for sure and I I really enjoyed it yeah because um, if they make an out there episode it's risky because it's either going to go really well or really bad of course when they make a grounded episode I would actually say it's even more risky now I know what you mean yeah um, yeah and I think they this is a very classic formula. Uh huh. Um, it's by no means perfect. Yeah. Uh, my criticisms would be usually the side story is meant to be there to take you, give you a little break from the main story, right? And it's, uh-huh. you're almost relieved when yeah. you see the side story. Yeah. This side story felt very relevant. Um, as much as I enjoyed it and the gags in it were very funny, yeah. I didn't feel myself needing it. And I wasn't. Do you mean interested. irrelevant? Irrelevant, yeah. Oh, yeah, so I heard relevant, okay. Um, and I found myself not interested in it. Okay. Um, but I love the main plot. Yeah. Um, I thought it was... It's another episode that's, like, about her and Marge's relationship. Yeah, um, we've seen plenty of, yeah. But it's it's not as intense as the ones before. Even mm-hmm. though it's about her almost cheating. Yeah. It's not as intense as the ones we saw last season. Yeah, it's, it's not as intense as in they're not really fighting with each other a lot. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's her own little conflict that Homer doesn't know that. I mean, he does. Obviously, he gets really mad and goes to beat Jesse course, up. Yeah. But... but it's all very silly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's never it's never taken too seriously. And I think the gags in this episode were hilarious. Like, some totally. of the funniest Simpsons I've seen in a long time. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, genuinely. Yeah. I thought it was just really funny. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, they chose the perfect characters. Mm, um, totally, Gil. Yeah, it's just great. And Having um, Lovejoy and Kirk being the two angry husbands course, in the bar. Yeah, yeah definitely well-chosen characters. So, um, mm. so, I'm going to give it a eight. Eight? Wow, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Wow, okay. You liked it more than me, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I would say my, my feelings are more or less the same as yours. I gave it a 7.5. I said certainly not a spectacular episode, but does a decent job with two simple plots. I said the mo- the marriage and Homer plot line went further than I would have expected, and I liked that they didn't hold back on her being genuinely infatu- infatuated with Jesse and becoming indifferent to Homer. I said every scene in Moses was my favourite. Without a doubt, just oh, yeah. gag after so gag, funny. so funny. Every everyone, every scene, every joke in Moe's landed for me. Especially the first one where he's like pouring the beer down his gullet and the dot over Moe's face and stuff like that. It was just gag after gag. It was just gloriousness. Like I just love that whole oh, friend group. Like the, the gags, 
Me or The Simpsons? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I always gonna make it sexual. But <laughs> I said Lisa's plot line was fun, but could have done with more scenes. Mm. I would have liked if we actually knew yeah. what the trial was about. Like That's I said, what I think they should have done is give yeah. it a bit more time. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I th- even though I liked the Marriage and Homer plot line, I fit. Fe- I felt like they. It didn't. It didn't because it was such a simple plot. It didn't need as much as there was. Like we definitely could have done with stripping like maybe three minutes from that in order to give three more minutes for mm-hmm. Lisa's plot line. You it know could what have I mean? been a, a two like a just a two plot episode instead of a main plot and a side plot. It could have been sort of split in half. Do you know what I mean? As in like that the, the, they have equal time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally think so because there's definitely so much more because we've seen similar and I'm not saying I did, I did like the plot line the Pedalon story but we've seen similar like you yeah. said we've seen Marriage and Homer conflict before but we've never seen something like you know Lisa going to jury duty like that's that's a very unique story so yeah. it definitely felt unfortunate that it didn't really get a lot of time mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah and like like like, like you said and, like, and, and I, I Lisa was enjoyable in this episode as well yeah like, totally she wasn't annoying yeah yeah, yeah like you said in some other episodes she wasn't annoying like even her 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 monologue at the end to Judge Ham felt like it came from the right place. It wasn't like her being whingy or anything. I, I I liked her as a character in it, yeah. And I liked the plot line. It just didn't, wasn't as much as there could have been with it. Love Gill as the lawyer. Like I said, I think he's absolutely hilarious. They did a very good job because obviously in the earlier seasons, the the bad lawyer character was always Lionel Hutz. And the voice actor of him is gone now, unfortunately. They brought Gill in and he, he, he fits the mold of, being a bad lawyer very nicely. Yeah. I mean, even in Seb's classics we're going to review, which is seasons and seasons before this one, even then he was a lawyer. You know what I mean? So he fits that role so well. But yeah, this is what I had to say, really. Yeah, great. Yeah. Simple, Solid. fun yeah. episode. Yeah, totally. What you said is a very good point is that it's more of a risk when they do a simple episode because when they do a really out there episode like Pixelated and Afraid, Serious Flanders, even Happiest Tortoise last week was, was different and experimental. When they do one like this, is you, you you have so much to compare them to because they're yeah. so simple. Whereas with an episode like Pixelated Afraid, you can't compare it to anything because it's so its own episode. True. But that is the risk they're taking when they're do, when they're doing like a marriage and overconflict one. Is that okay? We've done this a million times. How can we find a fresh angle on that? And to be fair, I think they achieved that here. They, it was fresh. Yeah, I enjoyed absolutely. it. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, jumping into the news. Pre-recorded from London City, it's a very bad impression of Kent Brockman letting you know it's time for Simpsons News. We only have one piece of news this week, but a fantastic piece of news. I mean, I am very happy. It's not surprising, but it still just gives me peace and happiness and joy to when I see this this news article come up every now and again. It's just The Simpsons has been renewed for a thirty fifth and thirty sixth season. Wow. Yeah. I was expecting that. Really? Well there you no, go. I, I was expecting Oh yeah, 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 of course. It's never gonna end. <laughs> but this will take the show through to two thousand twenty five. The last episode of season thirty four would be the seven hundred and fiftieth episode and season thirty thirty six will feature the show's eight hundredth episode. Nice, what crazy, that? right? Yeah, we've got to at least get to a thousand. Algin has always said that he was yeah. like, you know, I I understand like it's not realistic, like the show will have to end someday, but it's my goal, like I would be very happy to at least make it to one thousand yeah. episodes. Yeah, of course. I mean, they're they're going to. It ain't going anywhere. They're they're doing better than they, than they have in years because Disney Plus. Like it, it just of makes course, sense to yeah, keep it going. Really yeah, and even like I was reading an article the last day. I don't want to get too presumptuous of it. We're only Which is where in the Disney second episode. Plus sort of is a good thing. Because What's that? Simpsons, in, in a way, I wouldn't say saved, but 
is is now better than it ever has been because of Disney Plus. It's because getting more attention than it has in years, for sure. But then you could argue it's because of streaming services that it's like that in the first in place. In general, yeah, 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 of course. But I was reading an article last night that made me very hopeful as well. An article by Screen Rant, if anyone's interested, about season 34. It was basically saying why this renewal is a good thing. It was talking about episodes in season 33 and the one we're reviewing currently, season 34, of how the show's getting more and more experimental and like his example of like episodes like Pixelated and Afraid and this one we have coming up called Back the Boy Scout about how experimental those episodes are and like if the show keeps doing stuff like this and taking the characters to areas you haven't seen them before and there's no reason why they shouldn't keep making more seasons yeah. they're going to do something new and different and it makes a good point of like sure we can never compare we can, it, it will never go back to what people call the golden era but to keep making fresh episodes like this it can be a whole new era we can appreciate for different reasons you know I really I thought it was a very uh, very cool article that made me very hopeful yeah but yeah Seb's Classics yeah Seb's Classics so um let's jump this in this is a, a newer classic I would say it was 2002 yeah. was that 2002 um, okay yeah still se- season ancient. 13 episode 21 <laughs> still super old the, I was 4 when this came out yeah I know the, <laughs> uh, the frying game the frying game yeah um so <clears throat> this is an absolutely bonkers episode it's mental <laughs> I, i'm so glad i picked it yeah um, we were even saying we were watching it together we were talking about how like it starts off with this whole scream a pillar thing about this yeah this insect living in their back garden and, like usually what would happen is the episode will start off kind of normal and then it'll get into a crazy main plot but the start of this episode is crazier than the main plot yeah, yeah. and that's saying a lot because the main plot is still pretty insane and, and <laughs> this this start pop about this screaming caterpillar that yeah. Oliver really wants to get rid of in the garden but he can't yeah. because of animal rights uh-huh. um, <laughs> he, 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 <laughs> you sounded like you don't agree with animal rights <laughs> fucking all that animal rights bullshit um, <laughs> but he um, it, it went on for like five minutes yeah yeah totally so it went on for time. like a quarter of the episode and yeah. then we jumped into the main plot which was Homer begins delivering meals on wheels to yeah. elderly women. I love um, the bit where he goes to the old Jewish man first, and he's like, "Didn't you used to have a cobbler?" And Homer's like, "Oh, this continued though." He's like, "You smell like cobbler." He's like, let's not get into what people smell like. It's so good, <laughs> so good. Um, and it's Mrs. Bellamy. Yeah, who takes a liking to Homer, uh-huh. but she guilt trips him, and later Marge into becoming their personal servant yeah that bit's so funny as well when like homer becomes like infatuated with her for some reason and Marge's getting really annoyed by it. she's putting less he's putting less time to the family yeah so she calls up and immediately miss bellamy is like oh do you want to like um wash these clothes for me and don't forget to iron those socks and she's like oh, that stupid lady well i'm gonna iron these socks but then i'm gonna give her peace of my mind and we caught two and they're both just like dresses butlers yeah. and maid <laughs> um, so funny and homer gets um framed for murdering her yeah well they both do yeah um, and yeah and marge mm-hmm. um but homer is very sweet mm-hmm. he, he takes the blame for it and they're both in prison which was actually just goes to show people argue that homer has like after what season seven or something has, yeah is no longer this, this would have been like nice peak. Guy. this this is this season would have been like peak people referring to him as yeah. sure homer like there's this is him being a, a golden good person said, i will die for you yeah, but so, and then the very next day when she gets taken out of prison, Homer just goes, "Now you do the same thing for me." Yeah, <laughs> which is it's actually really sad. It's totally funny, it's sad. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. And then we get to um, giving them he's the chair. about to get the chair. Yeah, um, 
and then it ends up being a, a game show a reality or, TV a show called Frame Up yeah. and Miss Bellamy wasn't a real person it was Carmen Electra in disguise yeah. who had been like at the time a really big presenter on like Fox reality TV shows yeah. I don't think she's around at all anymore Probably but not. yeah that, that, that was actually her voicing uh, herself obviously uh, yeah a reality TV show called Frame Up and like none of, the, none of the town knew about it like she was like wait so you you, you made the, the, the taxpayer waste so much money on this case and, and so many man hours put into trying to solve this is for a game show like yes like, and I get to be in the show yes awesome <laughs> and they're like they're taking Lou and Eddie's names like can we get you guys a surname and Lou's like oh we don't have surnames we're like share <laughs> great really funny um, I actually loved this episode it's so like, fun I loved it it might be one of my favourites wow. I actually thought it was so good yeah because yeah you could argue it's chaotic this, like this five minute thing at the start was pointless but it's fun in games it's a crazy episode yeah and, and I, I loved it and totally it's, it's tricking you and it's purpose being so stupid but like even when the animal rights activist comes in he just like comes out of the tree yeah <laughs> like yeah, a really yeah. skinny tree just pops up and like hey stop that right there because he's like going to kill him <laughs> it's so good it's Simpsons it's the funniest Simpsons and just after wackiest like yeah um, I'm gonna go out there and say it 9.5 9.5 wow okay I'd probably give it I give it a nine. I think it's a really fun episode for sure. Just wacky. I I I just love how wacky it gets. Like in in the bit where he's like thinking about killing the screaming pillar. It's like a little Homer angel and devil. Oh yeah. And the, yeah. the devil Homer kills the angel. Homer is like now it's just you and me. We're in it together. And they high five. <laughs> what was your bit I loved? Oh, when he like he like runs into Miss Bellamy's closet because she has an axe. He runs into her closet. And it's like a, it's like a skeleton. He starts screaming and it's all black and he puts on like uh, a match screams again puts a match on screams again he's like oh no oh thank god I'm out of matches oh wait I have another one <laughs> so stupid yeah like you said like it, it the plot never takes itself seriously for a second like, I guess apart from the little Homer getting the chair before marriage at the end very sweet but yeah. even that's like immediately taken away by him being like but now, now you do it for me it's just, yeah, just constantly funny. Also, the great bit when, when they find Miss Bellamy's necklace in the Simpsons' house and Homer's like, uh, to Chief Wiggum, like, oh, maybe if I give you the necklace, you won't tell anyone. And he's like, yeah, you think I'm going gonna to do that? You're going to take a bribe? Joke's on you, because I can take a layer from the evidence locker. Just great bits like that throughout. Yeah. yeah, Chief Wiggum just being a douchebag, a corrupt police officer as always. Utilizes the town really well throughout. Oh, I'm sorry, I keep mentioning more gags. There's just so many good bits in it. When when Homer's like taking advantage of the fact that people think he's a killer. Yeah. There's that whole sequence where <laughs> Mo's like, or Homer's like, "Give me a beer, Mo." Oh no, he's like, "Oh, I'd kill for a beer." And was like, "Oh, right away, important." Oh the yeah, beer. that's great. That's yeah, my yeah. Favorite, oh, like, so yeah. funny. He's like, "Uh, I'd stab someone for some pickles." Like, "Oh, here you are, Homer." Like. How about some peanuts? And then Mo's like, eh, 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 you didn't say you'd kill me. He's like, yeah. I'll kill you if you don't give me peanuts. He's like, oh, yeah, right away, sir. So, <laughs> so good. And then there's the bit right there where he's in church. And, you know, Lover's about to give like a really long sermon. And Homer's like, <clears throat> uh, okay, let me just skip ahead. He's like going to do like the 12 disciples. He's like, <clears throat> oh, maybe we'll do Matthew and Simon. <clears throat> Uh, that concludes today's session. He just runs away, yeah. <laughs> and the final bits are doing like that mystery tour of like all the killers living around Springfield. And Marge is like, "Get away from our house! Give us our privacy!" And Homer just comes off the bus. It's like, "Homer, oh, what are you doing?" It's like, "We're well, stopping by our house. It's so handy." <laughs> just yeah, it, it just it's the same as the episode we reviewed just there. Like it's just 
gag heavy in the best way possible and it's just yeah. just so much fun yeah totally and I, I this episode proves that like of another great example of just season 30 sorry season 13 would be like one of the first seasons that people start dismissing completely and like this is a solid example no, of why you shouldn't yeah. yeah exactly it's just so much fun so yeah so I um I, I didn't get into it last week because we had Dave and you know there was so much um anarchy just because we had a guest yeah, but of course. So my new, my obviously I've already done all but the first ten, which I'll, I'll be continuing this week. And our second new segment is going to be called Questions. Right. I immediately realised I didn't think of a, create, a creative name at all. <laughs> questions. <laughs> because I just think of an actual name there, as in every week. Quimby's questions. Quimby's questions. That's good for the moment. I like that. Rolls up the tongue nicely. Good alliteration. And then you find a little clip of. Quimby saying something to do with questions. That is very specific. Let's try find it. It's got to be there somewhere. <laughs> something like that, maybe. Yeah. But anyway, jumping into all but the first ten first. So yeah, basically, for people who might not listen to the second last podcast, this segment's going to be. I'm going to be doing top five episodes, and it can be any episode apart from the ones from the first ten seasons, just as a way of proving that there's golden episodes after season ten that are worth people's time. Last time I did Homer, today I decided to take a different route and do the five best Mo episodes. Okay. Yeah. So number five, a one you've seen like a lot, uh, The Last Bar Fighter, season 33. No, that's not true. Season 32. Yeah. If you recall. Yeah. Great episode. I mean, we, we covered extensively on that podcast. Just utilizes Mo brilliantly, as well as Lenny Carroll and Barney, actually, and obviously Homer. We just get a whole origin story of like... You know, this, this little secret embassy where all these bartenders are going after hours and stuff like that. I, I won't cover this episode too extensively because we reviewed it so much. So, gave so much praise in that podcast, but had to be one of the best Mo episodes for me. Yeah. Number four, Eeny Teeny Maya Mo from season 20. This is the one where you first start studying Maya, who comes back last season, who he gets engaged to at the end. This is the episode where he first starts studying her, and it's just a really sweet exploration of like you know Mo feeling like he can he's never destined for a relationship but to be with someone not feel alone and they go into some very beautiful personal areas there it's definitely the most kind of personal and kind of serious they get with that because there's other episodes where Mo gets a girlfriend but this is the deepest he ever went with it so really nice episode number three King Lear L-E-E-R this is in season 29 first and so far, I think only episode that like shows us most family. So in this episode, we meet his dad right, right, and his right. siblings and stuff like that, and it goes into why you don't see them very often. He's not close with them, and uh, his dad has this whole like carpet franchise that all the kids run, but Mo doesn't, and so they they like resent him for that. And we just get so much information on him here that we didn't before. So I have to mention that episode. Very very enjoyable one. Number two, Mo Letter Blues. Really interesting, weird episode. So basically, this one, he writes a letter. So Apu, Homer, Reverend Lovejoy, and Kirk go to some retreat with their kids. And Mo writes them a letter saying that when they get back from the retreat, that one of them would have lost their wives. He's, he's running away with one of their wives, basically. Mm-hmm. And the whole episode is, is them going back trying to think of like what Mo has been doing, the way that he's been behaving towards their wives and stuff like that, and like conflict has been going on between them it's a very weird episode definitely one of the most experimental ones of the five I've mentioned here uh, well worth the watch very weird Mo episode for sure and number one Mo Baby Blues which is in season 14 you might have seen this one it's the one where he saves Maggie 
she like nearly falls off uh, the edge of a cliff and he saves her so, yeah. and he gets like a, yeah he's actually like a really close relationship with Maggie so yeah a wonderful sweet episode and just we see a really nice human side to him here and yeah I just Mo's one of my favourite characters outside the family and just there are so many great what would you episodes. say is the best Mo is so full stop yeah it's hard to say I I mean it's a simple answer but I guess Fate of Tony Mo's from season 3 we have to be up there, right? I mean, honestly, Bo- Mo Baby Blues would be up there for me, is not how personal it is. But, yeah, I guess Flaming Mo's... There's not as many Mo episodes in the earlier seasons. He, he, he kind of guesses more solo episodes of as course, you get into yeah, the later seasons. They realise people love him so much. Yeah, yeah, totally. He's more so a side character to Homer's adventures yeah. in the earlier seasons. So I guess the only like Mo focus one I can think of in the earlier seasons would be... Would be Flaming Moe's there's also Dumbbell Indemnity which is in season 9 which is the one where he like mm-hmm. where Homer like robs his car so that he can claim insurance so that he can take his new girlfriend on a big holiday that one's very nice you see like a flawed side to them but also like does very nice things with their friendship in it yeah yeah. if I had to pick one I would say I would say Flaming Moe's but yeah. there's plenty of great Moe episodes yeah but anyhow jumping into questions Quimby's questions Do your Quimby impression quick Ah, uh, what well, 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 will Quimby say? Uh, it's not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. That's one of your best impressions. Oh, really? Thanks. Yeah, yeah. It's not one I've ever really tried to do. It's a bad impression of John F. Kennedy. <laughs> Pretty much. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, Quimby's questions. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, I, I want to do something different from quiz, which is the which is what this segment is replacing. I, I, I think questions would be a nice way to kind of add a different like flair to it because what I found with the quiz is we got very static you know I was on asking True, questions yeah, you were answering yeah. it this will be a nice way for us to riff together you know Okay. and we got lucky this week actually we got three very nice questions from people so thank you all thank you. for sending in questions so we have one Do you know their names I have all their names right here yeah we have one Simpsons related question and then two non-Simpsons related questions so which one would you like to go for first wait say that again so two... one Simpsons related question yeah. and two Okay. No, Non-Simpsons non- oh, questions, okay. yeah. Um, we'll start with the Simpsons one. Then. Sure. So, Lost Simpsons, a page that follows us on Instagram, and a great Simpsons fan art page, just says, uh, favourite Sideshow Bob episode? Favourite Sideshow Bob episode? Yeah. Oof. I'll let you start. I mean, it has to be. It might be the same as mine. Kate Fear. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say that. Absolutely. That's I mean, the epitome of a I love Sideshow Bob so much. And I, I'd love to go out there and say something different but it really if you have to pick best. one yeah, yeah totally I mean I love Sideshow Bob so much I actually don't think there's a bad Sideshow Bob episode but SBK Fear it's just gag after gag brilliant like so well written his performance is fantastic yeah it made me realise actually actually Sideshow, scary Sideshow Bob is like Plankton yeah SpongeBob. yeah that's true yeah but Plankton's obviously in every other episode but yeah he's in more yeah. frequently yeah I guess they, they, like they, the they had the same just specific... a pathetic villain that can never win basically yeah yeah exactly he's up against someone who's not even that impressive you know like Plankton's up against yeah. Mr. Krabs and Plankton or um, Spongebob and Spongebob is up against a 10 year old boy but they just can never defeat them and they obviously they both have one singular goal and they're also both very like articulate kind of posh so they are quite similar, yeah. Yeah, like Patty wants to like, get the Krabby Patty formula and Sideshow Bob wants to kill a bear. They both just have two very simple goals that they like can, can never, never achieve. It, yeah. yeah, exactly. So funny. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't want to just say one episode. Like, there's so many great Sideshow Bob ones. Like, how else do I love? I loved the one with his brother in season eight. Um, brother from the same planet, I think it's called. 
or probably from a different planet I think that one was fantastic of course the later seasons I love the Bob Next Door which you might not have seen I think it's 20, season 22 yeah. or 21 and then that one he like um, basically it's a whole like face off thing and like becomes the Simpsons neighbor basically that that is a a, a weird type of one I really enjoy well, I, I love the one where he the, the great louse detective where someone's trying to kill Homer and they get sideshow they take him out of prison and, and like he like oh, yeah, tries yeah, to yeah. investigate That's it one. that one's cool because it's not about him and Barry it's actually him and Homer in that episode yeah. that one's like a, he's not a different yeah, dynamic yeah. yeah yeah exactly he's not evil and he's actually yeah. a good guy yeah the Italian Bob is good too the one where he flees to Italy and you meet like his his wife and his kids I mean I just love sideshow Bob there's, there's, there's no bad episode in the bunch for me but those are a few at the top of my head of like best side Bob episodes yeah. for sure yeah oh Black Widower as well of course the one where he marries Selma yeah is a, a another fantastic one yeah totally but yes so moving on to the non-Simpsons question so first comes in from Annabelle Grove who I don't know but the only mutual follower was you so you oh, must know yeah. her hello Annabelle Annabelle Grove there we go hi Annabelle she has I, I will warn you these next two questions are filthy really yeah okay. <laughs> She has, what is the longest shit you've ever taken, time-wise, not length of the turd? Oh, time-wise, <laughs> time okay. I had something ready there. Um, time-wise. You literally have something ready. I can see it. I can smell it. Jesus. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's tough. Um, literally. It's harsh. <laughs> I mean, I immediately have an answer. on the toilet. I immediately have an answer. You want me to take, you want me to take, the, take over yeah, here? Yeah, you go first. What yeah. you think, but... I told Sebastian this story. So one night I was out, you know, had a crazy night with the boys. Came back to Hen where I live and there was no chipper or chippy for the English or fast food for the Americans. There was nothing opened apart from a very dodgy looking kebab place. But I was drunk and hungry. <laughs> I didn't give a shit. I know. I what, it's, it's, actually, no, we probably shouldn't name it. Um, Although there's probably a lot I mean, of places. Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty but sure we have it's said just, it's in Hendon. So yeah, it's true. It's it, it, it's a donner kebab place, which yeah, doesn't even doesn't even narrow it down for Hendon. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, well, I don't really care about naming them out actually because they give me a shit kebab that fucked my body up. <laughs> it's basically that donner kebab heaven or something it's like that. It's called Golden Kebabs or something. Something like yeah. that. Yeah, a typical kebab shop name. But I got a large uh, lamb kebab. Mm-hmm. And very chewy, chunky meat. <laughs> yeah, lamb's risky. Yeah, no word of a lie. Thank God I was off the next day. It was a long shift because it basically didn't stop for the whole day. I had terrible diarrhea. It, it was just like liquidy. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and you, you, I'm sure you've experienced before where, it, where it's so bad that you're leaving the bathroom, but you know you're not you're not quite done yet. You just can't just keep sitting there. Yeah. So I would leave, and then like an hour later, like I have to go back. <laughs> I'd say I must have gone back to the toilet 10 times that day Ooh, maybe 11 or 12 brutal. it was so bad so I mean that is just easily the longest shit I've taken because it was basically a whole day <laughs> my god a whole day basically it was that sucks it was man. definitely like a 9 10 hour problem that sucks so we'll be going back there yeah and it wasn't even that tasty to be honest the shit or the kebab they were out of chicken um, <laughs> neither but the kebab especially <laughs> I I can't recall the reason why or like how yeah or even a specific time but i do remember <laughs> you're it, speaking so intellectually it was in an old shit <laughs> about poo yeah. uh it was in an old flat um i lived in probably like 
a year ago now. Okay, and, not that uh, old. Yeah, yeah, a year <laughs> and a half ago, maybe. And, yeah. Um, I remember I was on the toilet about an hour and a half. An hour and a half. Yeah. Oof. And my goodness. It like I'll be brought a game. No, it, it, it burns. Yeah. Like, it, it feels like there is like molten lava. Oh like, yeah, the one I just mentioned was uh, definitely yeah. a burning sensation. Oh, fucking hell. And um, <laughs> I just remember like even though it was a painful experience and I felt horrible and I was like sweating. <laughs> I I remember coming out of the toilet and obviously you don't really realize when you've like done a smelly toilet <laughs> do you know what I mean because you've sat in it yeah not in it literally but you sat in the smell but so you, you also realize. don't mind smelling like I don't mind smelling my own fart yeah, anywhere yeah, near yeah. as much as smelling another person's fart and <laughs> you know what I mean I remember this was one of those situations where it's just a toilet so you have to go to the kitchen to wash your hands yeah it's a bit annoying uh huh um so I went to the kitchen and then when I came back because I had to go past the toilet to go to my bedroom yeah I just remember I was like, "Fuck me!" That is the worst smell I've ever smelled, and, and that was my own. Yeah, so I yeah, can't yeah. Imagine what that would have smelled like for another person. That's so true. So I, I had to get like all the deodorants and the air fresheners. Oh wow! Open the window. Was there a window? Uh, only like one of those fans. Oh shit! Okay, yeah. damn, that's rough. Yeah, I imagine a, a, a little cubicle, those small like student flat toilets. I, mean, I actually think it was um, Cinema Nachos that I ate the day before, so it could have been <laughs> <laughs> fucking Nachos. Of course, it was. You get three cheeses, maybe two cheese and a salsa. Cheese wasn't even Jalapenos. okay. Jalapenos, of course. I'll do it, but I'll do but it. I, I eat was the spicy, spicy food a lot, so it can't have been like you eat Nachos a lot. Yeah, so it can't, yeah. it can't have been because it was spicy. Surprising, yeah. Jeez, um, I don't know. It must have been something to do with the cheese or something on the sauce. Or... Yeah, maybe it wasn't well made. Maybe it was like, maybe it was below temperature or something. Like, yeah. that can really fuck you up. Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, I hope you got what you wanted, Annabelle. You got two disgusting shit stories yeah, there. Yeah, that's <laughs> taking out quite a large chunk of the podcast. <laughs> Literally. Sorry if anyone doesn't like listening to that sort of I mean, well, you no can skip does, ahead, but... but I think it's hilarious. Yeah, like, well, I know. I mean, I think it's funny. I just think about my mum right now, what she'd be thinking. <laughs> does she listen this to the is podcast? What your son does now. Does she listen to the podcast? Sometimes, yeah. That's nice. Thanks for listening, Sebastian's mom. I hope you enjoy their shit stories. Yeah, but I think my dad listens more. I he th- listens to everyone. Yeah, I would have assumed my mom listened to the podcast. I shared the one with you, me, and Dave the last week, and then she asked. I saw that. On yeah, Facebook, yeah, and she wrote in like, "How do I listen to this? I'm, <laughs> I'm not a podcast person. I'm like, I've been doing this since November 2021, and you haven't figured out how to listen to it. Yet. <laughs> literally, Whereas I was literally on the phone to my mum, like explaining how to listen to it. Really, she knows. that's so funny. Because yeah. my mum is Amazon Music. Does Amazon Music not have podcasts? Yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah, they must do. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll show her when I'm home next. Sorry, but but yeah. who the hell has Amazon Music? My, come on. I'm so sorry, Dylan's mum, but it's just not. I sure hope this isn't the one she ends up listening to. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a lame choice too. <laughs> Spotify is way better. But basically, when she got Amazon Prime, she just got all these deals, and she just went for it immediately. You know, took the Prime streaming service subscription immediately. Got the Alexa. Got the music. Everything. Just you know, she's one of those people that's easily led by these offers. And hey. She's an Amazon simp. Yeah. Sorry, mom, but it's true. Don't tell me that this next question is the question I sent. As a yeah, yeah. Then the, oh, the right, third right. question comes from our biggest fan, Sebastian Sanger. And he goes, who is packing the most? Well, obviously me. See, I'm sorry. But... See, I can't win either way here because... <laughs> 
if I respond being like, no, mine's bigger, I sound like a loser. Yeah. Whereas if I respond being like, no, oh yeah, mine's really small, I just sound like a doofus. So what yeah, am I supposed well, to say? I, I, I can't win. Yeah, it's actually bigger. Yeah, there you go. You're welcome. You're welcome. You <laughs> first to ask the question, just Actually, to give yourself questions the satisfaction of being like, my piece is bigger because we have measured them. Yeah, together, right? We put them next. I'm not going. I'm going down this rabbit hole. My mum listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we just spent five minutes talking about taking shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we both have probably average penises. Below. I don't know why I'm talking as if somebody other than you asked that question. <laughs> There you go. Thanks for the question. Thanks, <laughs> what a guy. Anyhow, concluding with recommendation of the week. Hopefully this leads on to more uh, people asking questions. Oh, good, please. Yeah. I, I'm going to put it up on Instagram every week. Uh, please do ask the question. Like I said, I'm happy to answer one Simpsons related or not. We could give them like a theme a week. Oh, yeah. It could be interesting. So, yeah. yeah. We don't have to stick to the theme, but like as a... a, a a, a, a way to, to lead people in yeah totally if you have a question just for Sebastian or just for me that's okay too whatever you want to ask just throw yeah. it at us yeah totally what do you do if like next week you got like 10 questions but they were all directed at me <laughs> sad without me <laughs> 10 I'd definitely be a little upset yeah but gotta roll with it I guess if, if a question I literally couldn't answer you know something like oh what's it like growing up in Brighton you know like okay oh, yeah. well there you go all, all to you what's it like to be packing so much <laughs> like, I don't know man a lot it's of, a bit of effort sometimes a lot of questions from these uh, mystery accounts uh, yeah well, they all look like they you they no followers apart <laughs> <laughs> uh, from you <laughs> the only person they follow is you the only person they follow them is you gulps yeah just a big fan I don't know made an account just to follow me yeah that's crazy <laughs> I guess they didn't want you know, us to know who they are. Yeah, yeah. privacy. Yeah, it happens. I've I've been there before. <laughs> like, why are you so handsome? <laughs> Guys, come on. Yeah, yeah, you're so aggressive. I'm not that handsome. <laughs> yeah. So you want to go first? Yeah. Sure. Why not? Um. So recently, I'm not recommending this film. I'm recommending more catalog. Like, me, me and Dylan saw uh, the whale. Yeah. Um. Great movie. Which is, yeah, really good. I gave it a very high rating. You um, did. Because I'm a big fan of Darren Aronofsky, the director, anyway. He's amazing. Um, and one of my favourite films of all time. At one point, I did say it was my favourite film, but now I can't really pick a favourite film. But it's high up. But uh, Requiem for a Dream. It's boring as a favourite film. It's more interesting to be like, yeah, here's my favourite uh, film. It's my top five. Like, but For me, totally. I can't say a definitive favourite now. But this is definitely the film that changed me the most. All right. Um, Gone to your head. You have to give one movie. What is it? Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just um, curious, yeah. Mine would be Crazy Super Love. Fair. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Requiem for a Dream is amazing. The Whale, his newest film, amazing. Yeah. Like, genuinely... Brendan Fraser annihilates it. all set in one flat apartment. Mm. Yeah. Um, Brendan Fraser gives... I mean, I, I'm going to sound like... I'm, it's Oscar fate, but it's not. But he did. Give it really is performance isn't. of a lifetime. He did. Yeah, he <laughs> um, did. It, I, I, I wouldn't think it's Oscar made at all because it's not. Yeah, it's not a typical, like. And people that know Darren Aronofsky know he wouldn't make a film for an Oscar. No, he certainly wouldn't. Like I would say, like you know, Daniel Day Lewis and Lincoln is Oscar bait. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, Forrest Gump is Oscar bait. I don't think a storyline about an obese man 
who abandoned his daughter. You know what I mean? Like he has all these flaws. He's not. He's not a perfect person. That's not an Oscar yeah, Beatty yeah, performance. Is Oscar Beatty? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but um, I'm not recommending The Whale. Like, go watch The Whale if you want. But I'm more recommending Darren Aronofsky's catalogue of films. His entire filmography. Because sure. for me, he's one of my favorite directors. That's a cool wreck. Because he's um, all his films are fairly like basic concepts when you boil them down. Yeah. So it's like. The way it was about an obese man trying to reconnect with his daughter. Uh-huh. Breaking through a dream is about three people who have been misled into drug abuse. Mm-hmm. But all his films, The Wrestler, Mother, they all study human nature. Yeah. It's about human nature and why humans mm. go on the paths they do in life and whether they regret the decisions they've made and or not. You know, it's about human nature and Yeah. The, the decisions people make and why and I think if that's the sort of films you're looking for then you will love his films he's so, the guy yeah, yeah totally. I recommend Darren Aronofsky yeah I agree he's an amazing director I haven't seen all of his movies but I I, I love every, all his movies that I've seen apart from Noah that's a bit more yeah, middle of the road that was a money making film <laughs> yeah for sure it's fine but it's nowhere near Breaking for Dream or The Way or Black Swan even is a great movie yeah Black Swan very good but but yeah, it's a good point. I never thought the human nature thing because obviously he explores them all in such different ways and in all of his movies. I, I wouldn't make that because like, you, you see The Whale and you see Black Swan, they don't seem like the same movie at all, but they do have that, that central that, theme that going thing, on. Yeah. yeah, totally. And Joey does really well and I I think a more sort of film critic who isn't paying proper attention would say that he's hypocritical, but I would say he is just really clever. Is that he explores human nature in a way that is very positive but also incredibly bleak you know what I mean like it, it, he does both like, like we'll just, just yeah, do the whale yeah. as an example like like Charlie Brendan Fraser's character's life is just really tragic like nothing has really gone this man's way so that's that's really bleak but then this man he still has an amazing attitude and he still manages to see the good in the world in a way yeah. that's so beautiful he sees, he sees and inspiring the good in his daughter who is a horrible a piece person. of shit yeah. Yeah. and City Sink as well amazing job people right, know her yeah. best as Max and Stranger Things incredible job but yeah it's like you know that, that contrast you know you could make the argument that he's being hypocritical but I think what he's doing is actually just being realistic because human beings are incredible but we're also pieces we're of forward, shit yeah. you know what I mean yeah, yeah. so he, he manages to mix those up really nicely and like Charlie is a great example the three or the four main characters working for Dreamer great examples Natalie Portman and Black Swan they're all really shining examples of of that conflict I, um, of, of human nature I was also going to say the even though it's in the trailer for the whale yeah when you're actually watching it in the film the bit where he like his daughter's about to leave and oh, I just want to know that I've done one he's like I just want to know that I've done one thing in my life what is it he says I just want to know that I did one good thing with my life something like that yeah, yeah. when he actually delivers it in the oh, film it's honestly powerful. a it's single tear just like rolled down my really face. I was like, yeah that was just insane what a great actor very very <laughs> powerful it's amazing to see I know for most people Brendan Fraser would be the mommy guy or George the Jungle for me he's the guy from Lucius back in action but it's just he is such a big part of my childhood I mean anyone who grew up around that era would have fond memories of watching his movies but it's just so cool it's almost like he grew up with you you know Yeah, yeah. you watch him in these kids movies growing up that you love and then you grow up and you see him put in the best performance of his career and National, it's just like National Treasure he was in as well. that was Nicolas Cage oh, right. I, I guess you're thinking of The Mommy I, maybe something Probably else similar movie, to that yeah. yeah all those adventure movies like 
But during the center of the earth would be kind of similar to actual treasure. Yeah, yeah that would be another one. But yeah, and then you see this, this this performance, and it's like I didn't know he had that in him. You know what I mean? I I really hope, but I'm sure Wilkes is getting so much praise for it, and it's very likely going to win an Oscar. And he's a I good really guy hope for, like, he's for. a really he's a. I've been loving watching interviews of him on Howard Stern and stuff like that. Just how down to earth he is, and just how grateful he is. Yeah. About how things have turned out for him, like things hadn't been the luckiest for him, but he's just. Similar Probably to Charlie, why he, he connected the most yeah, the characters. Of course, yeah, hundred percent. Clearly, see why him and Aronofsky get along. Absolutely, yeah. Him. That 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 spirit that they have, you, you know, know. He clearly, obviously, chose him because one, he's a very talented actor, and two, he connected with the character. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. super yeah. beautiful. But yes, let me go on to my recommendations. Mine is also a movie that kind of has a similar theme. Actually, it's it, it, it tackles it in a different way. It's called Jeff Lives at Home. Okay. It is Jason Siegel and Ed Helms, two actors I love, two actors that I've been told by people before that they they think if I ever made as an actor I would have roles similar to theirs. Right, right. right. And like I can see myself playing either of the type of characters they play, so it makes sense. So it's made more sense to see them playing brothers in a movie together. But it's a really wonderful movie. I, I, th- I think it went under the radar. It's back in two thousand eleven, so quite a while ago. But I don't think it ever got like huge popularity. It's quite indie. It's just a, it's a really, really wonderful movie. So it's a similar theme in that, like, Jer- the character of Jeff just wants to believe that everything happens for a reason. You know, the classic quote. So he's trying to, like, give a positive spin on, like, everything that happens in his life is tragic. And it happens in his brother's life is tragic. And, and, and Hell's character is the exact opposite. He just, the world sucks, life sucks, and we're all doomed. And just how that conflict comes together throughout is really wonderful. Because of them, because of those two actors, I would have thought it was a comedy. And it has funny bits, but it's actually more so a drama. And then Susan Sarandon also plays her mom in it. And she has a side story where she basically just wants to be loved. Like, that's the central theme of her story. And so, it's yeah, just the way it, like, kind of explores that theme is done really well. Like I said, similar to The Whale, it's definitely done in a more light-hearted way than The Whale. It's not as bleak, but, yeah, it's a really wonderful movie that, you know, it's it's like, what? 12 years old now but it just went really under the radar I, I definitely think it's worth people's time for it's sure nice to find them gems oh absolutely yeah yeah. I just stumbled across on Amazon one day and I'm like oh I love Jason Segel and Ed Helms let me check it out and like you said about the way it, it, it made me shed a few singular tears for sure but these people who just want to feel like they were put on this earth for a purpose and I can really relate to that and it's just yeah, yeah it definitely hit me in a, in, in a personal way for sure it was my type of movie Absolutely, good, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two great movies, or one great movie. You guys check out an entire filmography. <laughs> if you haven't seen any of his movies, I mean, I haven't seen all of them, but every single one, apart from Noah, I think it's really, really worth your time for sure. Yeah, definitely. yeah. All right, we'll leave from there. See you guys all on the flippity flip. Ciao, ciao.